Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network is brought to you by DraftKings. The crown is yours as we welcome you in Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. It's an exciting week. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. We'll get to the big guy in just a bit. He's acting foolish. Bets giving is popping off. If you haven't signed up, the app is awesome. The DraftKings app. We'll get to that in a second. But bets giving, which is getting very competitive here at VSIN. Eason. That's given is going on right now. You can join the social club. I encourage you all to go join because you can check out the picks as well and tail, whether it be Wes, JVT, the big guy, whomever is involved, the whole entire crew here at VEASAN over the next few days for bets giving second annual. Make sure you get involved. I'll get to the big guy in just a second. Shame. Shame. And don't you smile. You shouldn't be smiling. You should be embarrassed with yourself the way you've been acting, which is quite foolish. Uh, Before we let you know what's happening on the show, this is important. Let me get you set up on the numbers for tomorrow. Thanksgiving, Green Bay, Detroit. You do realize Detroit has been hosting Thanksgiving Day games since 1934. Look it up, kids. That's 90 years. Okay. And tomorrow... It's lit because they're good for the first time in a long time. Sitting eight and two, hosting Green Bay, who with the win against the Chargers on Sunday, two bad teams, the Chargers and the Packers. However, they come into this still alive. And right now we're showing eight on the screen. That's not true. We're now sitting seven and a half blanketed across the board. I'll go DraftKings here, seven and a half, 47. That sandwich game. Remember, yesterday we told you Dallas was 11. If you wanted to bet Dallas, you had to bet them yesterday because that number is going to keep going up. It's going to continue to go up, and it has. Shout to Jonathan Goulet and Femi Abebefe because their Cowboys are up to 12 and a half. Shouldn't be laying that wood to anybody. However, it is the Commanders, and remember the Commanders just got beat by your boy, Salami DeVitz. Okay, so then the late game, San Francisco again, stop smiling. There's nothing to smile about. You're in trouble. I'll come to you in a second. San Francisco, Seattle, San Francisco right now, the Niners laying seven and a half at DraftKings. I do see a couple of sevens in the market and you got a 44 
on the total. A little house cleaning as we kick off today's program. And I'm going to say this because I'm just excited. In however many months we've been doing Sharp Money, I would say that today's lineup of guests are my very favorite that we've had. So that's a good job by the big guy. Although, again, no need to smile. Mike Stone, one of my mentors and a hero of mine, 97 won the ticket in Detroit, Michigan, is going to join us. Looking forward to talking to Stoney. Thomas Gable, who has been on a freaking heater in college hoops. If you're a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you get the Gable picks. He sends them to me in the morning. I send them to the big guy. And when he doesn't botch it, more on that to come, he loads it up with your boy Billy AD, okay, for the picks page. Andy Staples, probably the best when doing it when it comes to college football, a good friend of the program. He's going to join. And then straight from the U.S. trading room floor at DraftKings, Brennan White will join us as well. I started off the top with a little happy Thanksgiving Eve. Just as a reminder, first off, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your family. Have some fun. But get an Uber. Get a designated driver. Just kind of a PSA to start sharp money here presented by DraftKings. Just just, let's make sure we do that. Okay. I mentioned bets giving. So let's bring in the big guy. Uh, Unfortunately, and again, a little bit of shame here associated with the big guy because the big guy is attacking. That's Dustin Sweetelson live from Bar Canada there. The D downtown Las Vegas. Don't wave, idiot. Uh, Downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street. He is attacking Betsgiving like Hunger Games, okay? <laughs> He's acting foolish. And frankly, there's a little drama going on behind the scenes here at VEASAN because people are getting annoyed with him. And what, JBT, we were just texting before the show. He said he's, he's treating Betsgiving like a pickup game where he's taking it way too seriously. Everybody just came to the gym to get some run, and the big guy's checking them. <laughs> like all this, it's 60 minutes of hell with Arkansas back in the day. That's how he's treating Betsgiving. Now, if you don't know what Betsgiving is, it's a contest that we've got going on for the holidays that you can follow along with all your favorite hosts and experts here at VEASAN. I'd like to start with a challenge to our bosses. Okay. When I think of Thanksgiving, I think of the Nina. I think of the Pinta. I think of the Santa Maria. I think of Cowboys. I think of Indians. I think of C. Columbus. And I think of family. All right. I think a stuffing. I think a mac and cheese. I don't think a pie because pie is disgusting. But I think a family. So here's a little challenge. Mr. Mead, pay attention. Stacy McCollum, pay attention. Your boy, John Goulet, pay attention. Bill, that's you. Pay attention. I want you four involved in Betsgiving. Okay? Put up or shut up. Everybody's involved. Let's get the bosses involved. This is a familial thing. It's family here. Sharp Money, VEASAN, DraftKings. We're all part of the same family. Let's get involved. Now, speaking of DraftKings, before I bring the big guy in, I am delaying it because he's annoying. Before I bring Dustin in, I got to give a shout out to whoever created the DraftKings app. And Dustin, you're going to co-sign this. Uh, This person can play for me any day. I don't know if it's a guy. I don't know if it's a girl. But it's definitely the most talented person that works at DraftKings. Okay, let me explain something to you. As somebody that's been betting his whole entire life, and I'm 45 years old, 
the functionality and actionability of an app or just being able to bet in game without delays and the fluidity of an app when you're scrolling and trying to find and just the accessibility is so important. As a matter of fact, I bailed on books in the past because they just didn't have an accessible app. Whoever did the DraftKings, like, let's give a shout out. And maybe Len, maybe Stacy, a little bonus in their stocking this year. Now, we bring in the big guy. Look, here's the thing about Betsgiving and why Goulet and the crew came up with it. It's supposed to be about unity. It's supposed to be friendly competition amongst coworkers. Bro, we can see in the community, you can go there, anybody can go sign up right now on the DraftKings app and become part of the Betsgiving community. We can see who's placing bets. You've placed like 20 plus bets while everybody has a, a maximum of two. Like you're attacking this like it's the last meal. You have to settle down. It's, it's embarrassing the show. I attack every meal like it's my last meal. I have some general rules, though, Patrick. In life, if I'm going to watch TV, I'm going to watch a whole season of a show. If I'm going to party, we're going out till the sun comes up. If I'm going to eat, I'm eating till it hurts and my pants don't fit. If I'm going to drink, we're blacking out. Like, that's the deal. Like, if I'm going to bet, can't condone that, I'm by going the way. all the way, and if we're going to compete, I'm either going to win the whole damn thing or I'm going to come in last place. I'm going to Ricky Bobby this thing. If you're not first, you're last. That's my motto. Build up a bankroll. Go big. Go hard. Go for the belt. Yes, but here's the thing. It's like JVT. I said, what do you think of the big guy attacking bets giving like it's Hunger Games? And then he screenshotted what he sent you this morning, which is to say, ease up on the gas pedal, big guy. You're going to embarrass yourself if you're going too hard. People are starting to whisper behind the scenes about your competitiveness. Yeah, let them talk. I'm putting on a headband, wristbands, knee pads. We're hitting the floor. We're not letting any ball squeak by. You smacking wood. Yeah. Let's freaking go. Like your Bobby Hurley back in the day. I don't understand this. If how do you not have competitive juices? How do you not want to win? Like, I don't understand how you would go into anything and not want to be the best. Because it's 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 more it's just about like Thanksgiving, the holidays, it's a congenial feel. It's a, it's a, it's good vibes. It's more just about competing with your coworkers in a fun, jovial way. I for like People don't real like everybody should have an opportunity that pays attention to VSIN to just have one phone call with Dustin Sweetelson one day. The amount of trash talk and just absolute just he unloads on me daily. I just sit there and take it all in. But you're just so competitive. It's you know what? You're gonna get fired. Well, look, this this is a thing that's gone back my entire life. You, I don't know if you know this, like we've been friends a long time. We've never talked about this, but I got kicked out of like two sports leagues go growing up because one, I started a three team hockey fight and then two, I threw my helmet at an umpire. Yeah, you're you're unhinged. Yeah, but you're I like, unhinged, but I like winning and I win a lot of championships. That's the goal here. Win the damn belt. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, each hour, you and I, out loud, and then we'll point everybody to the Betsgiving social as well. We're going to make a bet. So I just told you to chill on the betting. We're going to make three more <laughs> over the next three hours. What do you think about my challenge to Stacey, Len, John, and Bill AD, a.k.a. James Bond, a.k.a. Cary Grant of VEASAN? What do you think about the challenge? I want everybody involved. You want, you want what was it again? I don't remember. 
I was planning my shtick because you were going to call me out. I was writing my shtick. I literally that. said that they should, they, the, our bosses should be involved in bets giving as well. Mm, Bill was involved last year. I don't know why he opted out. It's an interesting move. It's like okay, the Derby. 14 across the way. Yeah, you can hear in the background Sigma Derby, which is either the bane of our existence or the best thing that's ever happened to the show. I can't <laughs> quite figure it out. 14 games across the NBA today, 14 NHL, 51 across college basketball. And by the way, I did. I, I, I laid. No, no, no. You know what? I went money line with Kansas. They were minus 120. They're pissed after their loss last night. Shaka Smart was acting a fool. Number four Marquette beats the number one seed Kansas last night. Tennessee also lost. So right now in Maui, Kansas up 32 to 28 college hoops across the board today. And when we return, let's jump into the NFL slate because there's a lot to do. Three point stance. Get it ready. We've got sound. I'm sure we've got Wilson and we have to get to the Tom Brady sound. If you didn't hear what Tom Brady said, oh, I've got Lamar Jackson news as well. But if you didn't hear what Tom Brady said, Tom Brady is acting a fool and we'll discuss it coming back happy thanksgiving sharp money ai might be the most important new computer technology ever it's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested so buckle up the problem is that ai needs a lot of speed and processing power so how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. We're presented by DraftKings as we welcome you in. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Happy holidays as we broadcast here on a Thanksgiving Eve. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, hanging out at Bar Canada there. Downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street at the D. We've got a jam-packed two hours to go here. I'm going to get you updated on a few college basketball games going on right now. Just quickly, you got a 7-1 matchup right now in Maui, Tennessee, Kansas. Kansas up four, 53-49, 11 minutes to go there in the second. Villanova, who's a wagon this year, up over Texas Tech, 45-39. to and more to come. So we'll keep you updated as uh, college basketball across the board today. A nice slate. You've got 14 NBA games. How about the Lakers? It feels like the in-game tournament matters to LeBron James. They haven't lost yet. So 14 games across the NBA today. We've got a few props for you coming up in just a bit. NHL, you got 14 games as well. You're going to have to wait till tomorrow. You got the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, of course, Mississippi State's along with the three on Thanksgiving, which kicks off as it traditionally does with the Detroit Lions. Let me give you the numbers because it's important as we kind of monitor. We did just hear some news. It looks like Geno Smith has been listed as questionable, and I don't think you're going to see the running back Kenneth Walker. So that's big for the Seattle Seahawks. But right now, Green Bay at Detroit, of course, uh, this number sitting seven and a half. DraftKings a dollar twelve on the juice. So again, standard vigorous. Remember, always one ten. Once you start getting up to one fifteen, one twenty, one twelve is what we're showing right now. You're going up. Okay, you should always know which way the wind's blowing as far as these numbers. Seven and a half is the number with Detroit right now hosting Green Bay. Green Bay still has something to play for, as we mentioned. Washington is a freaking dumpster. Now, again, if you're looking offshore or globally for a market as far as next coach to be fired, don't think Ron Rivera is going to get canned. That Harris group, which bought the team, uh, they've got a buffer year. And Ron Rivera is a good dude. Ron Rivera is a terrible coach, but Ron Rivera is very respected. And frankly, with the commanders right now, Ron Rivera is the perfect coach. Why? They don't want to win football games. They want to get that draft pick. So Washington, who, again, had an opportunity against Seattle. Once they lost that game, things kind of spiraled. That was two weeks ago where they actually played pretty well out in Seattle, came back home and were disastrous against the Giants. That defense and Jack Del Rio's defense and his unit this year in D.C. has been probably the most underperforming defense across the NFL. Excuse me, most underperforming unit across the NFL. Just gosh awful in Washington. And they're going to Dallas where Dallas hasn't lost at home, I believe, in 12 straight. And 12's the operative number here. We were sitting 11 yesterday. And yeah, let's move Stoney back a little bit. We were sitting 11 yesterday with Dallas. And we're all the way up to 12 and a half. Okay. It's not necessarily a surprise. Washington, again, their edges, and they don't have a pass rush after Montez Sweat on one side. Well, he's in Chicago, not going to help the commanders this week in Dallas. And then on the other side, Chase Young, he's in San Francisco. The Alabama boys on the inside, Allen and Payne, have been absolutely overrated. And then the secondary may be the worst in all of football for the commanders. So just a debacle. 12, 12 and a half, not necessarily an appetizer 
amazing game, but it is the appetizer leading to San Francisco, Seattle. If Geno Smith, who I actually thought played pretty well against the Rams, all thing considered, and the Rams still have Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald hit Geno Smith into next Tuesday, last Sunday. It was, if you'd missed it, he absolutely pummeled them. There was no flag actually on the play, which you like to see. So Seattle right now is catching seven and a half. San Francisco lane seven and a half at Seattle for the nightcap on Thanksgiving. The big news there, and Dustin, you can corroborate because you told me just as we were coming out of break here, Geno Smith Looks like he is questionable, and Kenneth Walker is doubtful for this matchup tomorrow. Yeah, that's the news coming out. That would explain the line move, right? Uh, now over a touchdown there at home for Seattle, taking on uh, San Francisco. Uh, that's the latest news I've seen. We played the clip from Pete Carroll earlier, Patrick, and, I mean, just the tone of his voice sounded like he did not think Geno Smith was going to end up suiting up. I don't know, the vibes I got led me to believe that that he truly is questionable and we could see Drew Locke on Thanksgiving. Looking for, thank you, Dustin, looking for other movement here. You know what? This is a good opportunity. This is a good, uh, I guess, teaching moment. Were you looking right now, Miami um, headed to Jersey on Black Friday when we're talking about the juice kind of letting you know which way the number is going to go. If 110 is standard vigorish right now, you've got Miami lane 10 minus 108 at DraftKings. That means we've dipped under the 110 standard juice. So we're headed potentially down to nine and a half at DraftKings. It's still sitting 10, uh, but a lot of shops. I see a 10. I see a couple nine and a half. So I actually see a nine. I, I like the DraftKings number. If you're a Jets backer right now, I, I don't think Miami. I've said it ad nauseum. I don't think Miami should be laying 10 on the road to anybody. Now, the early kickoff, and I mentioned Detroit's been hosting Thanksgiving since 1934. So what, next year will be 90 years. I believe Goulet's Cowboys came around, I think they came around in 66, Right. So the Cowboys came around in 66 and then we added a third game a few years back. You don't have to look it up. I think I nailed that big guy, but it's become tradition. And just like debating on television and radio, what Thanksgiving means as far as food has become tradition. It's one of the big guys favorite sticks like ranking the sides on Thanksgiving. He loves it. You know who else loves it? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is that dude you go to and you can ask him about anything. And Dan Campbell's just happy to be there. So he's going to answer anything. He's going to talk about biting kneecaps and pounding caffeine. I'm going to say this because I was a little off on Campbell with my original assessment. However, it was because of Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, when he got to Detroit, he wasn't, as I like to say, he wasn't self-actualized as a head coach. Uh, he had been an interim head coach down in Miami, but he had never run a team. And it almost looked like imposter syndrome. Like he was doing and saying things he felt like others would do. And when you're going through that type of period in life, you're never going to be your best self. Like a genuine who you are intended to be at work or as a person is always going to be your authentic self. And Dan Campbell kind of, again, impostering somebody else or people that he's looked up to, it's always going to be a facsimile. And that's what he was for a year and a half in Detroit. 
And I have this on solid regard because I know people that covered the team and they said, yeah, Dan Campbell midway through his second year last year became a completely different person. And by becoming completely himself, he became a completely different person, which is the irony there, right? There's a rub there, which I find to be fascinating. He just embraced who he was. He started to become more comfortable, just like any job any of us have. As the job progresses and you get more comfortable day after day after day, kind of that Gladwellian 10,000 hours, you get more comfortable doing it. And Dan Campbell started to find himself, started to slow down a little bit, started to find his footing. Some of those calls on fourth down weren't just haywire or kind of topsy-turvy. There was a system. There was a reason that like the fourth down play calls have now become his thing. Whereas before it was kind of like YOLO. He was going for it when you should. He was going for it when you shouldn't. He was punting when you shouldn't. There was no rhyme or reason. Now there's an identity. And we were just talking about Miami, and I think McDaniel's going to be a hell of a coach, and he's a hell of a quote, but he hasn't quite found himself, and his team's a little scattered, just like McDaniel. I think McDaniel, like Campbell, going into that second year, is really going to become somebody to look out for. And speaking of Dan Campbell, what do you got for me? Well, Mike Stone, Stoney, who's going to join us here in a little bit, has a weekly conversation with Dan Campbell. And Dan Campbell was asked about his Thanksgiving plate and how he approaches putting it together. And what is the I can't stand it on my Thanksgiving plate item? Yeah, well, must have is ham. I'm a big ham guy. Okay. I'm not, um, I'm not a turkey guy unless it's unless it's fried turkey. Then I'm all for it. I hear you. Uh, man, I uh, that's a tough one. There's, there's you know what? I, I am not a dressing fan. I am not. I am not a dressing fan. I'm not a cra- cranberry fan. Okay, like I'll throw that right out to the dogs. I yeah. that one straight off the plate, right on the floor. We're with you on the cranberry. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So I think that's it. everything else is fair game. I'm all good if it can. I'll just load it right on top of each other. It's a full stack. Pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? Uh, sweet potato pie. Yes. Uh. Okay, a couple things here. One, like when you date somebody, there are non-starters. Like if she's a smoker, you might just immediately bail, right? She has bad breath. You might not go into it. Like you might not continue. If I were to be dating somebody and she liked cranberry sauce, I would then cease to date that person. Cranberry sauce is for psychopaths. Cranberry sauce is disgusting. Nobody likes it. Those that pretend to like cranberry sauce are just fronting. It's like peeps meat cranberry sauce you know peeps christmas easter yeah they're marshmallows covered in sugar what are you talking about they're just they're disgusting they're amazing secondly secondly pie is gross i hate pie all pie apple pie pumpkin pie cherry pie pomegranate pie and i never knew i never knew sweet potatoes were in pie it's really good what are you doing why would you put potatoes in pie Cause it's perfect. Why is, why, what, is there a French fry pie? I would eat it if there was. No, that, maybe I would eat that. But I'm saying, why would you put starches in a pie? Isn't pie for sweets? Doubling down on carb? No, you put enough sugar in the sweet potatoes. They're great. They taste like dessert. The gentleman that was asking Dan Campbell the hard-hitting questions about Thanksgiving, Mike Stone, joins us next here on Sharp Money. Money. 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. An ornery big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, today. Technical issues, but he seems to be cheering up. Now, he should be happy because not just a friend of mine, but a friend of the big guy as well, Andy Staples, is going to join us. I always say, I think he is our generation's college football guy. Like, I'll ask Andy. Andy and I are the same age, but when it comes to covering college football, Sports Illustrated, The Athletic, Sirius XM, and now On3. Now, check out On3. You guys are going to love it. On3.com, host and college football reporter, Andy Staples, On3. You can find it on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube. Let me just put it this way. If you like college football and you're not checking out Andy Staples, On3, and you're just lost now. As I say hi to Andy and happy holidays, it's great to see our friend. I'm trying to think. So I'm flattering you a little bit, but it is true. I've been reading you my whole adult life. We're the same age. Who else would be kind of the big time reporters of our lifetime when it comes to college football? Well, Pete Thamel, I think, is only like a year older than me. So we're, we're the same, like we were in college at the same time. So I'd say he's probably got me by a little bit. He's got a pretty good job right now. I thought Pete Thamel was much older than us. He's only a year older than us. Yeah, no, no. We, I, Pete and I graduated high school the same year. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thamel's a good name. You're right about that. Um, okay, well, first off, it's great to see you. Happy holidays to you and the family. We appreciate you efforting and doing this uh, the day before Thanksgiving. I just wanted to start here, and that is, what was it, the fourth iteration or the third iteration of the college football playoff rankings from the committee? Let's get this out of the way. I don't know if anything jumps out at you. Washington, because of the Oregon State win, leapfrogs Florida State. We'll get to the injury in a second, but one through three, Andy stays the same. You go Georgia, Ohio State, and of course, Michigan. Anything jump out to you there? Not in the top three. The The, the move for Washington to jump Florida State, I, I think they would have done that independent of the Jordan Travis injury because Washington State's, or obviously Washington's resume is just better at this point. Uh, you look at that win at, at Arizona looks better and better. Oregon's one of the best wins in the country. And then the win at Washington State just adds to that. So I, I think that is probably why, you know, if you want to compare win for win, Florida State's win is LSU. That's probably on par with the Oregon State win. But the Oregon win is better than anything Florida State has. So I think that's probably why it happened. And, and it was probably something the committee was going to do if they won at Oregon State. Uh, but I think everybody kind of doubted they would because Washington was an underdog at Oregon State. So that's the college football committee's top four. What about the Andy Staples top four? And I'm literally just give me eyeball test. You've watched every game, all the teams. Like, tell me who you would have. You can go to six. What would be your Staples top six here? Well, that's the same top four I had. I I'd, I'd do the resume ranking on Sunday nights every week, and I had that same top four. The only thing I have different than them is I had four state at five, but I had Texas at six and Alabama at seven and Oregon at eight. Not because I like Oregon, I think passes the eye test, but Oregon's resume is not that great. You know, Alabama's got now the you know, the Ole Miss win looks good. Uh, they've got other wins that look good. Texas has the Alabama win, which just kind of towers over a lot of these other wins. And Oregon's best win right now is Utah. 
Now, I think what the committee's doing with Oregon ahead of those two is giving Oregon credit for a win against Washington that hasn't happened yet. Because we know Oregon would be favored if they play again. And we, we think that Oregon would jump into the top four if they were to beat them in a rematch. But that hasn't happened yet, so I don't think you can do that yet. I always think about you, Andy Staples on three on three dot com joining us here the day before Thanksgiving. I always because th- we always used to battle about coaches and you were always diplomatic. Like, to be fair, you were kind about everybody. Less diplomatic. Sarkeesian <laughs> was one that I used to crush a nice little rehabilitation. Literally mm-hmm. and figuratively, I'm happy for the dude at Texas. But your boy, Franklin. At Penn State, like even you, I mean, at this point, even you got to get off the Franklin train staples. They got to do something different uh, and, and they fire the offensive <laughs> coordinator. So we'll see what they come up with. But they 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 have got to find a way to get over the hump. Like you can't just keep losing to the same two teams over and over. Really, the Big Ten will be different next year. It won't be divisions. There will be different teams that that are competing for the title. But if you're Penn State, it's still going to come down to can you beat Ohio State and Michigan. And until they get over the hump, he's not earning his money. I don't know why, but what's happening here in Los Angeles with Lincoln Riley is weird. Like there is Mm -hmm. something brewing and I don't know exactly what it is, Andy. Maybe you can elucidate a little bit as to what you're hearing, but. I kind of compare it to when Sarkeesian left. It's unrest. There's a lot of infighting. There seems to be a lot of gossip surrounding the program. I don't know if Riley has, I don't know if he's necessarily done anything wrong per se, but it seems like he's taken a lot of heat. Are you feeling the same vibes I'm getting? Well, he did do something wrong. He went seven and five. I'm supposed to do that. They hired him from Oklahoma to win 10 or more games every year. <laughs> and he's not doing it. He's not recruiting the way he's supposed to recruit. Uh, they didn't play the, the level of football they were supposed to play. I mean, a lot of that was the fault of the defense. But guess what? He's the head coach. So that all falls on him, too. And it's strange. It, it feels almost like when he left Oklahoma, where it was getting weird there. Now, reason potentially for a little weirdness in L.A. is they got a new AD in Jen Cohen. She's coming in. She's cleaning house. So it may that everybody's trying to get to know each other and figure things out. But the the USC people are starting to wonder if Lincoln Riley sold them a bill of goods because he was supposed to come in and immediately elevate them to a national title contender. He brings Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams win the Heisman. Everything's going according to plan. But when they regress on the offensive line and regress on defense, that is a warning sign. That is a big warning sign. You look at the recruiting. You know, they have this pipeline to modern day in Orange County. They're not getting modern day. Got a couple of five star linemen. They're not getting them like it's very strange what they're. Well, it's not strange. If you watched him recruit at Oklahoma, like he left Oklahoma because Oklahoma was going to the SEC and he didn't want to recruit in the SEC. He didn't want that. smoke. But unfortunately, USC decided to move to the Big Ten and the new Big Ten is every bit as competitive as the SEC at the top, especially in recruiting. So. You've got to figure out how to get top 100 offensive and defensive linemen to come play for you. And if you can't, you are never going to compete for national titles, no matter how good your quarterbacks are. 
Well, Andy, they went heavy in the transfer portal year one with Lincoln Riley at USC. And then you look around, you guys mentioned James Franklin, known as a great recruiter, not a great in-game coach. I think Riley at times is more of a great recruiter than in-game coach, even though he has a great offensive system. Uh, and then another name, Mario Cristobal at Miami, great recruiter, but not great in-game football coach. Do you think well, that- Riley's not Riley's not a great recruiter? Riley's a much better in-game coach than he is a recruiter. Okay. Well, he's a better recruiter when he has USC's money to offer an NIL, and that's how he's able to get all those transfers to come in. So my question is in the NIL world, Andy. Are, team, are programs going to look at who they hire differently now? Like being a great, great recruiter doesn't seem like it should matter all that much when you're just writing checks, right? It, so part, there's two prongs to being a great recruiter. There's the convince players to come play for me piece, and there's the evaluation piece. The evaluation piece is just as important, in fact, probably more important. The convince players piece is much less important. So the car salesman types... And I'm not calling Lincoln Riley or Mario Cristobal a car salesman. I'm just saying they that are. type is going to go away because they're not useful anymore. The, 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 but the guys who evaluate well and then allow you to spend your NIL money wisely, a la Mike Norvell at Florida State, they become more valuable. Two and a half minutes, Andy. We'll come back and talk rivalry week. Tell me about Dan Lanning. I freaking love this guy. Oregon loves him too. Uh, he's got the pedigree that you'd want anywhere because he worked for Georgia. He was the DC. He recruited well there. He comes to Oregon, starts building that roster in the image of Georgia, which by the way, Mario Cristobal gave him a nice head start on that because Mario Cristobal cared about the lines of scrimmage and was good at recruiting big guys. So Lanning comes in, builds on that. And now he's in a, he's in a situation where Oregon's in the big 10 they could potentially be a top three program in the Big Ten year in, year out. So they're, they're probably a college football playoff team year in, year out when the 12-team playoffs starts. You know, he, he very emphatically said he's not going anywhere. I don't blame him. Now, he's got a $20 million buyout anyway, so he's, he's, not, he's probably not leaving because he's too expensive to, to hire anywhere. But he shouldn't leave unless it's like Ohio State or Georgia. There's really no reason to leave because – this is a better job than most places. Oregon knows how to win. Oregon's had success. Oregon's played for the national title twice in the last 13 years. I mean, this is a great spot, and it feels like he's in a position where he can just kind of build and build and build. Uh, he's done a great job. Love his personality. Young. Jonathan Smith, really quickly, the Oregon State head coach. Obviously, he's yeah. playing at his alma mater. But if they go to the Mountain West, I, I can't see him sticking around with that program with somebody like an East Lansing or other programs. Could you see Smith in just a minute here, Andy, leaving Oregon State for a bigger program? Oh, yeah. I think that's what everybody expects him to do. Uh, Michigan State's the one you keep hearing. And that would make a lot of sense. If, US, if UCLA were to open, he's from Pasadena. So I imagine that's one that he might be interested in. But it, yes, there are a lot of programs interested in Jonathan Smith. And my guess is he lands at one of those. He is Andy Staples, the best, of course, on three, on three.com. Andy Staples on three. He's an all world eater, too. He, he looks like a model now, but my man can put it down when it comes to Thanksgiving. So we will get into the trite conversation about Thanksgiving sides. Be prepared. And also rivalry week. We'll start with Michigan hosting Ohio State next with Andy Staples. Sharp money. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, little break to talk about Zen Nicotine Pouches, big guy. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one. But Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. If you're a smoker or a dipper looking to ditch the ashtray or spit cup, look no further than Zen. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. It's available in two strengths, so you can control your nicotine satisfaction because it's discreet. You can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, every can of Zen earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zen swag, and even gift cards. Find your Zen at your local convenience store, Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Sunshine. 
aka Dustin Sweetelson, live downtown Las Vegas, Fremont Street at the D. I'm Patrick Maher. Happy holidays. I would say, Dustin, would you agree with me that Brennan White, DraftKings U.S. trading team lead straight from the DraftKings floor over the past few months, has been the best addition to Sharp Money as a guest? We freaking love this guy, no? Yeah, absolutely. I, and the information we're getting him just blows my mind every week. Like every, every week he comes with like two or three tidbits where I don't know where you're getting that kind of information anywhere else other than from him. Okay. And Brennan, now that you're embarrassed, we say hi. A busy time of the year for Mr. White there. DraftKings floor, trading floor. I would say as talented as I think you are, and you just heard how talented we think you are, the most talented person at DraftKings is whoever built the app. Because Dustin was telling you during the break, we just downloaded the app for our bets giving contest. That app, and you know for a better, an app, the actionability and the immediacy of an app is so important. Whoever built the app, you might know the answer. At DraftKings, that's the most talented person that we work with. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the kind words for both myself and the entire team that worked on the app. The app is, is something we take a lot of pride in. I know you guys mentioned you're doing kind of a, a contest amongst yourselves. We actually have a company-wide contest as well that a lot of our employees in Boston participate in, and they give us awesome feedback every day about kind of things that they want to see improved, and, and we always try to incorporate that feedback and make changes quickly. We want to be the place that betters come to bet because we have the best customer experience. We have the best app. There should never be a market you want to bet on that we don't have. No, it's well put, and you can go to – the DK Sportsbook app, select social and then betting groups, and you can join our bets giving group to follow the action, which is a contest. And Dustin is going ham. Like we open it up, Brennan, and we're like, oh, we're going to have a little fun competition amongst us here at Visa and all the hosts and everybody. Immediately, he had like he fired off like twelve bets I immediately. Tw- He's very tw- competitive. I have twelve bets, and the next behind me. Oh, you know what? Someone, Adam Kaufman, who hosts on the weekend, says 46, so he's making me look like I'm not trying anymore. <laughs> Never mind. I'm Wait, normal. Here, <laughs> Wait, no. Here's what we can do. Tell Brennan your Thanksgiving bets. He can grade your bet, and then he can let us know who they're betting over at DraftKings and where the number is. So go ahead, Dustin. What's your first bet? All right, the first one is I'm on Jameer Gibbs over receiving yards, Brennan. Uh, I think he's a, a yak machine, only has to catch one or two to go over. I believe it's 28 and a half. Yep, 28 and a half. Yeah, popular play. Um, I'd say you're uh, you're on the side that, that we're going to be rooting against there. The reason I think people think both his rushing and receiving total might be a little low is we do think the Lions are a, a premier team in this matchup and will likely end up by winning by more than a score. And then the question is, how much are they throwing the ball in the second half? The Lions right now, DraftKings is showing seven and a half. Let's start there and kind of break down where you open, where you sit, where you think you're going to close. And we'll do it with all three games. Start Green Bay and Detroit, Brennan. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we opened this at seven and a half. The total was a little bit lower, 44 and a half. We're up to 47 and a half now. I do think this game closes at seven and a half. Uh, we've seen a lot of action on the Lions, on the Lions player props over, uh, on the points over as well. I think to sort of kick us off on Thanksgiving, the Lions are going up against a team that kind of is weak on defense against all the things they do well. They're going to move the ball down the field quite a bit. I think Green Bay probably needs uh, some turnovers to keep themselves in this game and, and needs to control the clock. Uh, but with Aaron Jones probably not playing, that's going to be difficult for them to do. 
So I do think when this game kicks off, we'll be around seven and a half and we will need the Packers. Okay, this is exciting because, Brennan, as I'm talking to you, my odd screen is lighting up, and DraftKings just went from 7.5 down to 7. San Francisco laying it at Seattle. 7.5 down to 7. Yeah. Literally while you were giving your Lions answer, maybe you can give us some intel there of why you just dropped it a half a point. I can. Uh, we actually just took a fairly large wager on uh, the 7.5 from somebody we respect. We believe it might be because Gino is definitely playing at this point, uh, and uh, we probably need to update our our sort of percentage of how effective he's going to be in that game. So I do think that this game probably stays around seven. I don't think you'll see it go to six and a half off that key number, but I think we're taking a lot of action on the Seahawks as home dogs with a, a Gino that you know might actually be more effective than people think. That is freaking awesome. Dustin, how, how fact we, that, who, this is, I love my job. We, I just got to ask the U.S. team lead why they moved the number while we were talking, and he admitted, took a big bet, and right now, and that's key, right, Brennan? That's key to go seven and a half down to seven. That's a decision. That's a big move, yeah. We, we, it's something we talked about earlier in the morning, but we wanted to wait to you know, see the action ourselves. I think a lot of times places will move because other places move, but we want to, we want to be taking the money before we move uh, and, you know, making sure that, that the move at other places isn't, is uh, credible. So yeah, uh, that's a situation where we're kind of waiting for the right information to come in. And then that led us to where we thought we'd end up going. Anyway. Well, like that move affects so many other markets. Cause if you open up the app, you have a separate section for, weekly leaders you always have weekly leaders but now you have weekly leaders for just the thanksgiving games so like you can bet for geno smith four to one to be the leading passer on thanksgiving like how does all that work acquiring that info and how many markets does that impact in the end yeah a ton of markets um you know we when we move that number what we're actually doing is kind of moving the inputs into our into our models to arrive at that outcome that we're looking for. And then that will take all of our derivative markets our calculated markets for that event and move them in line. There's a handful of kind of the, the special markets and outright markets like you referenced where we have to make those moves manually. So like right now there's five guys going through all those markets, updating the sort of priors, the, the opinions that we have on Gino and the passing game uh, and moving those prices around. So you will probably, by the time I'm off the phone, you'll probably see some movement there as well. Classic. Brennan White, U.S. trading team lead, DraftKings in real time. The numbers are jumping. I love this industry. Okay. Yesterday, I believe, and I, I'm guessing, you know, the favorites are getting bet. Detroit's going to get bet there at DraftKings. Dallas is going to get bet. My assumption is Seattle, excuse me, San Francisco is going to get bet. Let's go to Dallas. I think you had it 11 yesterday. It's all the way up to 12 and a half. Yeah, we opened this one ten and a half, kind of knowing we'd take Dallas money. It's twelve and a half. It could get to thirteen. I don't think it'll go to fourteen, but you know, we're at the point where we just can't make the line high enough for anybody to be interested in the commanders. It's the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like they're just going to be popular. It is what it is. They look really good. Their offense is kind of full speed ahead at this point. Um I do think that there's actually a decent chance that that, that the commanders stay in this game. Howell's having a good season. That offense looks pretty good. Dallas has struggled at times. I'm a little worried about Dallas's pass rush uh, getting to Howell, but but I think you know divisional game, uh, you know they played them tight historically, and and they they do feel like a team that can keep up with them. I think you'll see the total maybe even touch 50. We're at 49, which is at the top of the market at the moment, but we're trying to kind of stay there because we have this game projected around 50 and a half, 51. 
Um, so I think, you know, this will be a really high-scoring game. It'll be a shootout, and the question will just be, you know, if the commanders can keep themselves in it. How much does the power rating change on the Jets going from Wilson to Tim Boyle? <laughs> Is Tim Boyle actually an upgrade in the power rating? He's not. We have Zach Wilson uh, one and a half to two points better in the power rating. Uh, I'm not sure how much that's justified given his performance this season, but our opinion is that the Jets struggles on offense has more to do with every other piece of that offense than the quarterback. Wilson, I think, is you know in a really bad spot where he's probably a, a lower tier quarterback in the league. He would be a serviceable backup, but he's got absolutely nothing to work with. The public's against him at this point. His teammates were against him at the end of last year. I'm not like you know shocked that he got benched. Uh, but I think you know we might see Boyle come out and and maybe he'll have a good game, maybe not. But if he's worse than Zach Wilson, I'm not sure where that team goes from here. He is Brennan White, the U.S. trading lead there at DraftKings. Right there on the floor, again, as we were talking to Brennan, DraftKings just went down. San Francisco at Seattle, the late game from 7.5 down to 7. That's probably based on Geno news, of course. Listen, Brennan, awesome to have you. Uh, happy holidays. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. And thanks for doing it. Appreciate it. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. At Brennan White 14 if you want to follow a bookmaker on Twitter. When we come back, I'm going to do a vibe check with the big guy. Been worried about him. He might already be drinking. Like, that's, that's a possibility. Like, if our bosses are listening, plug your ears. He might already be three sheets to the wind. When we come back, an all-time Thanksgiving rant. Sharp money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.